So Sister Cowan starts with that first verse. You'll never leave me. And then we'll come in unison. You are the... You sing that once by yourself? Okay. And then we'll come in... So we're not coming on that first chorus. We're coming in the first and parts. You won't forsake me. You 
You won't forsake me. You're right beside me, and that is all that matters. Matters, okay? So let's all pick it up just a little bit. Cowan's gonna go slow, and then we're gonna pick it up. So go ahead to that chorus. Did you change the keys? No. You said it was in B. It's in C. says it's in B, but this song is not in B. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I'm playing in the key of C. Right. That's what I'm playing. So what, are you okay with this key or it's, it's too low? It's too low.
changed I forgot to teach y'all when he sings what is that bridge I told you that I did it wrong oh so well that um I've seen my the first time he goes we're oh and then we join rolling up okay so when he goes into I've seen my we're gonna be in the background rolling up rolling up just unison rolling up his sleeves again Rolling up, rolling up, and then we'll, yes, and we'll meet him again on rolling up his sleeves again. Then we'll flip into parts. Rolling up, rolling up for the tag, okay? I lift enough, I can say I heard you all 
sing with them. Okay. Uh, no, you're you're fine. I just can't even hear the part right now. So um, starting at the very beginning, we all come in. At, it may be midnight or midday. Sterling hits that first verse. And then we're going to all go into it may be midnight, midnight, unison again. And then we'll do the help is on the way. And that's unison. Help is on the way. Dun, 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 dun. Help is on. You got to finish out this time. I've lived enough life to say help is on the way. Okay. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Okay, let's practice that one more time. So do that last, and then we repeat it like almost instantly. Just do that high part with them. He always shows. Okay. It may be midnight or midday. Yes, never early, never late. He gonna stand by what he claimed. I've lived enough time to say it may be midnight midday. Okay, so let's just start from the beginning real fast. Any questions? Okay, the first, the first uh, vamp, when I do like this, you're just repeating after that, uh, this is after the bridge, this is towards the end. Help is on the way, and we're in parts. Help is on the way. You'll do it twice. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. I'll give you this just so for us to know. Help is on the way. Da, 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 da. Help is on the way. Da, 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 da. He's coming. He's coming. Okay, so you'll say, Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Three times. Help is on the way. And then you're saying, He's coming. He's coming. Start from the very beginning. Very beginning. Stand by what he 
all that. So don't forget after that, after his verse, we all come to that chorus. And maybe midnight, you finish it out. And then help is on the way, unison. So you're not going to finish it out like the first one. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. I've lived enough life to say help is on the way. Okay. So start at that. Let's start at that chorus. About to go into the bridge. Uh, just like the morning. So start there. Yeah. So we can practice art. It always shows. Just like the morning, he always shows. Just like the morning, he always shows. He always shows. Baby, make not on the end. Never run me, never let. He gon' stand by what he prays. It's enough time to say.
and everybody gets a churchy vibe with their instrument. Okay, so no more just strumming. It's every instrument, every guitar, okay? Everybody's going to church. Any questions on that? We're doing that, that vamp. When I give you this, you're going to do it a total of eight times. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Okay, you'll do it eight times, and then you'll go to church, and we'll do it twice. I didn't mean to say that. Help is on the way. Sorry. Help is on the way. You're doing that eight times. Help is on the way. Help is one more time. Help is on the way. 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 And then we're going to church. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. He's questions on that y'all sound good our only part got it uh y'all know like our god i'm not gonna go over it let's do giving you glory or you deserve a glory which one did i put
Love that song so much. I'll do. I'll be honest with you. I did not feel like I, I did a very good job on it. But you know, at least the spirit of the Lord was moving, and that's all I really care about. To be honest with you, Amen. Like I said, I got a little mucus in me this morning, so put up with the the nasally nasty voice. I get it. It's gross. I'm sorry. Oh man. We have a few announcements we're going to make real quick. We have the Mother's Memorial offering that is due today, so make sure to get that turned in if you were planning on it. And then also today in the Children's Church is Western Day, so if you see a few cowgirls, cowboys moving around, do not be alarmed. They're supposed to be looking like that. I promise you if you're a guest, we're also not that Southern either, so don't worry about that. And then also tonight... 6 p.m., if you are available or free, is a youth-led service. I'm not going to say Youth Sunday because it's not for youth. It's just simply youth-led service. And you know, I think that there's a lot of power in a youth-led service. Because it's not just the youth that's leading us, but if you recognize... All the mothers, the fathers, the friends, the families, the teachers are what poured into what made the youth. So if you think the youth aren't good enough, well, then that's just on your own teaching. So, I mean, that's just, I'm just throwing that out there. No, but I, for real, I urge each and every one of you to come tonight because spectacular, simply things take place in the house of God. It doesn't matter who's here. It doesn't matter who's leading the service. It doesn't matter if they've got me trying to sing. God is going to move no matter what if you decide to show up. So please feel free to come to that tonight. The 11th is XO Marriage. It's the last day to sign up, 6 to 7.30 p.m. And what that is is, um, I don't know what that is. I'm not married, and so I have no part in this. So It's a marriage seminar, and there it's really awesome you we watch a video we talk about it and you know i'm talking about personal things it's not like that it's just a time of strengthening marriages and um we had all ages there for marriages wow. and there will be um child care so sister taylor needs to know today if you're planning on coming so she can know how many people are gonna be here and how many kids that's awesome well married people get there that sounds like a wonderful way to strengthen your marriage and build that bond up i cannot wait to go one day (laughs) don't feel bad for me y'all it's okay i'm enjoying this season right now the 16th is children's church their next that's so that's next sunday the children's church theme is crazy hair so wacky hair kids go crazy the 23rd of children's church sunday uh, in there is Water Gun Sunday. So if you can't avoid that sanctuary at all, do it or else you will get soaked. And then also on that 23rd, it's a really big day because it is our pastor's B-Day celebration after the evening service. I think he turned 55 this year or he's turning 55 this year. So y'all make sure to wish him a happy 55th birthday. And then the 25th is the Ladies United Fellowship. Sign up for that in the foyer. And then 25th to the 28th, Youth NAYC St. Louis. Amen. That's going to be awesome. They're clearly very excited about it. 
And then the 30th is a mission pledge deadline. So the next mission pledge deadline will be due that Sunday on the 30th. And then now to transition back into service. There's a few scriptures that I have here this morning. And it's Hebrews 10 and 25. And it says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much as the more, as you, as you see the day approaching. Simply put, do not forsake coming together with your family. Do not forsake unifying together as a church body. Because it also tells us that iron sharpens iron. But if one of those pieces isn't there anymore, it becomes really difficult to sharpen iron with another iron. And so, forsake not the gathering together. Because as we continue to show up at the house of God, He rewards that. And then your brother or your sister sees this growth. And then they say, you know what? I see what God's doing in their lives. Why can't he do it in mine? And therefore, we are reaching new heights each and every day, every time we gather together with our brothers and our sisters. And I'm grateful for all the events of our church. And I'm grateful for the body of Christ that makes up the church. And so if you would, stand with us if you're not already standing. And let's worship God with everything that we have. Amen. We have a couple of prayer requests. Chad Udi, Mildred Maxwell, Aaliyah Rose, Glenn Perry, Brother Dickie. We need to have special prayer for him. He's going to have to have hip surgery. Cliff is a friend of the Powell's. He's paralyzed from the neck down. And Jason Pollard, the Bristow family. So good to see Brother Arlton. And um, anyways, if you have any special need, you can come up to the front and we will pray for you. Oh, God, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. I thank you for your presence that we have felt, God. I truly believe that you're trying to pour it out on those that are hungry, on those that are willing to change, on those that are willing to see your face and everything that they do, God. I pray for every need that's on this prayer request, God. The cool thing about you is that you know it before we even mention it, but in faith we are mentioning it, God. We're saying that, we're calling it, we're mentioning it and petitioning it to you, God, because you are the healer, you're the deliverer, you are the great I am, you're the mighty God. We worship you, God. You are worthy, God. You said that there's nothing too hard for God. You're right beside me, and that is all that matters. You'll never leave. You said that you won't forsake me. You're right beside me, and that is all that matters. 
that he called him Jehovah Jireh and so I think a lot of times that we don't want to really say yeah he will provide because we don't really want to sacrifice it can I get a witness true it stinks sometimes to sacrifice what God is asking us to sacrifice but until we offer it you will probably not be able to say Jehovah Jireh because why would he need to provide right I was so convicted when I read that because I thought, man, there's so many times I just want to hold on, want to call him Jehovah Jireh, but still hold on to where I'm at. So we're going to sing this just one more time. And whatever came to your mind when I mentioned that, pray about it. Because it is hard to sacrifice. The Bible says obedience is harder, but sacrifice sounds real hard for us as humans. You are the covenant-keeping God. So you are, you are the covenant-keeping God. God sensitize us. You are whatever you're asking of us, God. God. Give us the strength to give it to you, so that you can be what you were designed to be for us, and that's a provider. Come 
up I had a quick word I feel from the Lord on my heart and uh, it is about slowing down and refocusing and uh, oftentimes in today's society especially with social media and uh, the quickness of it all we can get hurried and uh, get distracted in this daily life and uh, from a philosopher by the name of Dallas Willard it is said that being in a hurry is the great enemy of the spiritual life today uh, He's even urged his followers to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from their lives. If the devil can, cannot make you sin anymore, he will try and put a hindrance in your life and make you hurried. And uh, busyness and sin, they all have the same effect, and that is to distract us and cut the connection that we have with God. And uh, in the Bible, it talks about Demas, and he worked under Paul. And if he can get distracted so far that he leaves the call in the ministry of God, how easy is it for us to get distracted? And, uh, let's see. and really, I just want to encourage us to slow down, refocus, and be thankful for the daily life that we have and everything that God has encouraged us to do, to take mantle of it, and in Jesus' name, ushers can come. Lord, I just want to thank you for this day, God. I thank you for this roof that we can all come under, God. Lord, and worship your name, Jesus. Lord, I pray you anoint this service, God. Lord, anoint this offering, God, as we give it up to your name, God, and praise God. Thank you, Jesus.
interceded. It continually astounds me to see so much available and so many people at ease with what's going on other than maybe some complaints here, there, and yonder. People still looking in areas of the world to satisfy the spiritual nature that is within us. Knowing full well that we are born in sin, shapen in iniquity, and never have to be trained to lie, cheat, or steal. It's amazing that our world has become satisfied and many Christian communities have relaxed and become at ease in Zion. The Bible refers to it that way. So it's a joy to be able to turn lights on, to open ways of God that lead to perfect peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> so today, to sense such phenomenal people that already have tasted and become in many cases so much greater than you were but still looking for the rest of the life that God has intended for us so it uh, goes without saying there's a lot of pressure on the pulpit or the preacher pastor evangelist teacher and and so the thrill of being able to help people is what works conveniently or graciously in that arena. So it's, uh, I encourage you, I cannot say it strong enough, enough, when the Bible says pray without ceasing. And, and then we understand that what the book says is my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and my people are gone into captivity for a lack of knowledge. And so we continue to study the world and try to find news items on varied sources and resources and thinking that the people that are on there are going to be able to satisfy the soul and the need of spiritual economy. We have seen what money has done, and it is wonderful to have an extra dollar in your pocket. But it's more wonderful to have God working in your life. And so whether by many or by few, the Bible said, that God is going to save us. Now, if you've ever studied or ran a, 
a concordance on the word save or saved, you're going to find out many areas in the Bible where that term is used. But the whole concept of being saved is not just being saved from lying or just being saved from hating or just being saved from. What you want to determine is what you're saved from and what you're saved into. And so we build cars, houses, and items that we eat. We build them according to how they feed our weakness and lead us into strength or good health. And so we all know that, that our world is plagued with much ill health because of the way we eat. And then we are plagued with spiritual poverty because of the lack of spiritual nurture, nurturing in our life. So when the Bible uses the term, and I, I, I realize that I mentioned this Wednesday night, but and about a month ago I did, but the Bible refers to it exercising thyself unto godliness. Now, in that process, we understand the natural man understands that by exercise you build up your strength. And what you eat builds up your metabolism and your bloodline and your muscles and etc. And so there is a very kindred idealism that is associated with spiritual life. And so it's, it's an imperative that we, the Bible uses the term, this is the bread of life, the word. The more of the bread that you memorize and become partner with, the more strength mentally, spiritually, and physically you have for a strong body and a strong mind and a strong spiritual constitution. And so those things are imperatives if we really want the best life. It's pretty easy to lament that we don't have it, but what are we doing about the what we don't have? That's the critical part. And so you have a steering wheel on your car so you can go wherever your motor can survive or strength can survive. And then you arrive at destinations that have great food. And if you're not careful, you stop and just get anything to eat. I see seven or eight of you have already stopped at some of those places and you don't ever intend to go back. Because they did not satisfy the real need. And so today... Uh, it is an imperative as far as I am concerned as pastor and minister in this city that I preach the truth and I preach the spirit of God that maketh truth alive. So today I want us to go as far as we can and, and move into uh, some things that are helpful. I, 
I do want to introduce you to a thing that God is dealing with me about, and uh, and whenever I get the message finished, we'll we'll get into it. But I want to help you to begin to think about it, and and that uh, realization comes from giving. You're in a get me this and get that and and a lust or, or a craving for all this. And what we are seeing is people are sacrificing for things that don't elevate marriage or spiritual constitution or etc. And so this generation has turned into a give me this and I want that instead of the law of the spirit that says give and it shall be given pressed down running over full of good measure will I give unto your bosom or your entire person so give your neighbor love and give God love and glory when you give you receive it's a law of God he gave his only flesh body so that we could have a spirit thousands of years later that would fit in our heart our hands our mind our bloodline it fits every part of us and as we let that spirit do its thing it pulls out of the air truths that make you free. Those are huge elements. They're not elementary. They are elements more wonderful than the germs. And so I'm really encouraging you in your prayer to ask God, what can I give my neighbor? What can I give my wife? What can I give my husband? What can I give? And, and I did a pretty thorough lesson on the husband-wife thing about 10 years ago, but uh, it might be good for some of you that haven't had that lesson to uh, let me help you with that again because we typically want from our mate instead of try to figure out what I can give our mate or our neighbor. So let's move into a little more deep water and uh, let's ask the Lord to help us before we move into the lesson uh, so that we become mentally stronger and more spiritually mature. Father, our city, the economy of the spirit world is depending on somebody to imbibe or to receive from you spiritual wealth so we are not so bankrupt that we can't help them. I'm asking you in this service today to cause the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart to be acceptable in your eyes, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now, you are on your way to a great forever. The next breath you breathe will be a God-given thing. Without God, you die. Every breath 
comes from above, the Bible said. And so you're already in line for that oxygen to facilitate your brain so that it can receive words and spirits. How many of you have ever had somebody run right out in front of you and you didn't have to call on the devil to get in the car with you? It's a natural. It is in our flesh to get ticked at somebody that don't give us proper recognition. It can even happen in a marriage where people have kissed the morning and... What? I don't need to go any further, do I? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, in this flesh dwelleth no good thing. It is consistently receiving vibes. Now, let me help you with this. The Holy Ghost, God will never give you something that would become gossip about your neighbor or your friends or your family. We are in dire need now of if you have ought against somebody, go to them. It's a whole lot easier to get on the phone or find a friend that, you know, you can't tell anybody this, but I want to tell you, I've got a real question mark going on in my life about so-and-so. Did you go to them? Because if you want the spiritual economy of God working in your life, you go to them. You say, Pastor, I've never heard that in all my life. It's in your Bible. I have preached it at least four times in the last 40 years. Ladies and gentlemen, it is high time that the bread of life facilitate the mind of man so that the hands and the voice and the ear can give and receive in a balanced process that will produce righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. That's why Paul starts out with the church at Corinth in the 13th chapter. Though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not charity, I am a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. In other words, I am not in tune with God and I can't get in tune with man until I'm in tune with God. It's amazing to me. I just recently was talking to one of my uh, close friends and he said, man, I never even looked at that that way. 1 Corinthians 13 addresses all religious institutions in the first three verses. First, he addresses the Pentecostals about talking in tongues. And then he addresses all the people that went to college. Though I have all knowledge and understanding and can compete with all mysteries, it profiteth me nothing. In other words, my life don't ever get elevated. 
The third one is charitable institutions. And we all appreciate all of those. But he said, though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, I am nothing. So giving your neighbor kindness, gentleness, meekness, the fruit of the Spirit is the elevation of giving. Giving is going to be returned a hundredfold. When you give, God is going to bless you more than you can even imagine. So if you want more love, love your neighbor. If you want more love, love your enemies. If you want more love, don't let the world do it again. When Adam and Eve were deceived because of a voice in their world, they went to church with the devil. The sanctuary was Eden, and the devil went to church every day with them. And you know what I told you about three years ago when I was riding down the road, and I told God, I said, God, why in the world did you let Satan get in your church? I never had God answer me anything any quicker than he did that day. He said, I will never have a forced bride. People will join a church if you can talk them into the idea they may not go to hell. They'll talk in tongues if you can get them to the idea if you don't talk in tongues, you're going to hell. But they don't really fall in love with Jesus every time because the Spirit of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. You say, Pastor, I'm telling you, I've never heard a lot of that stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why now is the acceptable time according to the Bible. Now we are in severe trouble in America. That ought not to threaten the people that are walking with God. When you are walking in the light and you're living in the light, there is no problem because you are free from the law of sin and death. That is huge economy. And so you don't get ticked off at everybody and you don't want to hurt anybody because you know when you were a sinner, it felt good to have somebody to care about you and love you anyhow. So it's a, it's a phenomenal thing. And you're sitting with miracles in this house today. So you're on your way to a great forever. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever, look at your neighbor, that means you, whosoever will can participate in this greatest economy. You defer the economy that is available and you live in spiritual poverty and you're tempted easily to lie, cheat, steal, fornicate, commit adultery, all of the above, all of those sins of the flesh that go along with it. It is time for your pastor to preach glory. How many of you board members did get your uh, note about the Sunday evening uh, baptism this past Sunday? Did I send it to most of you? Did you see a picture of our, our children up here dancing and talking in tongues and praising God. It was so phenomenal. 
I mean, I sat over here and I wept over here and I watched our kids as the glory of the Lord filled this place. And, and I, I, unfortunately, I couldn't get it to everybody, so I just stopped at those about 10 people. But I am trying to tell you that your life is influencing them to get in on something. They didn't get in on that by themselves. You have provided them a church facility, a church setting, and a wonderful opportunity, and many of them are taking great advantage of it. We ought to praise God with a hand clap of praise for him giving and leading this people. Praise God. So God so loved the world that he gave. Somebody say gave. Gave it. He knew the law of giving would be retributed. And he would give his life. And guess how many of you are already on his side because he gave you. Give and it shall be given. Pressed down, running over, full of good measure. The book says it all. And so God so loved the world that he gave. Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power. I am watching a world living in spiritual poverty and they're constantly, I don't know why this, and I don't know why that, and I don't understand this, and I don't understand. That's spiritual poverty. When you can't understand what's going on, you're lacking in, uh, intellectual capabilities. The word of the Lord is a bread. The bread feeds our mind. The bread feeds our body. The bread feeds our heart. The bread is important because I understand and you can can understand why the, our world is in a mess. They're not walking in the light as he is in the light. I'm here to tell you when you walk in darkness, you give uh, uh, acknowledgement to the shadows. You ever been in a shadowy situation where it looked like somebody was hiding over there or you heard a voice over there that you didn't recognize and you wondered if it was a criminal or somebody that was wanting to rob you? You ever find yourself walking across a dark parking lot and looking around to make sure? Hello? That's why you want to do what the Bible said. Make your path straight. Walk in the light. Don't walk in darkness because you'll start responding to feelings more than the sovereignty of the anchor of the soul or the word of God. That stuff is huge. It's, it's not like just, oh, well, that, that's not really essential in my life. Now, no, but it may be t day after tomorrow when the radio comes on and tells us some more economic disaster that's going on, and all of a sudden you go, oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't, let's get out of here. You're going to get out. Whether you go into the grave or not, that's not a problem for the resurrected Messiah. You don't have to worry about that when you know whom you are walking with. The letters to the church, all the way from Corinth, all the way to the last uh, before Revelation. So we must awaken to the realization that obedience is better than sacrifice. Whatever law you obey, you will become 
as strong, as eternal as that law is. That's why I said based on these two things, if you can get your alignment straight, love the Lord thy God first, you're perpendicular, and that gives you an anchor of the soul, both steadfast and sure. So you're anchored in eternity, and you're anchored in your life. So love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. So you start helping this neighbor, and you start helping this neighbor, and it helps them, but it also keeps you balanced mentally, spiritually, and thus physically. And so in this process, God knew what he was doing and how to do it. He cannot lie. I wish somebody would just say it. He cannot lie. If he lies, there won't be another orbit of the earth tonight. He holds everything in place by the word of his mouth. He spoke and you started breathing. You came out of nothing but liquid. Came out of a womb of all liquid and boom, started breathing. I wish you'd look at your neighbor and see what a miracle you're sitting by. They were wrapped up in all kind of stuff. And yet, when they came out of the womb, life that God gave us. Every promise has a restoration power to the image of Jesus Christ. Whatever promise you find in that Bible and you by faith have taken advantage. Somebody say, the way, the truth, and the light. And no man cometh to the source of that life of Jesus Christ but by the door. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Then he said, I am the door. No man comes to the source but through the door. That's why we get baptized by faith in the name of Jesus Christ. There is no authority in the word daddy. There's no authority in the word father. There is no authority in the word son. There is no authority in the word husband. No authority. You can't sign a check with any of those things except you put a last name on there that they can trace back. That's why we get baptized in the name of Jesus because the Bible said, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name. Now, don't, don't be like uh, some of the people, you know, that I've witnessed before. When they get a truth, they go over and tell, slap somebody in the head, you know, and tell them, say, man, you're going straight to hell. What, what, what do you mean? Well, because you didn't get baptized in Jesus' name. That's, that's not the way to help people. Don't go tell somebody because they got a little trouble, they're going to get a divorce. You've had your day of trouble. You finally reconciled and worked it out.
Give me a little nod every now and then. I'm telling you, as good as the pastor's wife is, she has a hard time with the pastor sometimes. Just checking to make sure she, her spirit hadn't showed up in here. The enemy will do anything he can to get you crossed up with your wife or your husband, and you don't go to them even and say, well, sweetheart, this is how you hurt my feelings so bad. But the Bible tells you how to go. Don't go with my anger because you, you stir up anger in the, in the opponent or the person. He said, in the spirit of meekness and of fear, lest you offend them. So you don't want to get it worse by hollering at them and telling them, you stupid idiot, what do you think? That's the way the carnal mind works. And you say, Pastor, man, you're coming right down our row. We're almost home. If you're 50 or over, you're real close to home. And if you're going to train up anybody in your neighborhood and your children and your grandchildren and your nieces and your nephews, it's the book says it's high time that we awaken to our opportunity and to the disposition of what the evangelistic field needs. And I'm not talking about evangelists coming by. Following Jesus is going to be the great advantage now. Now faith. Now love, now glorify, now praise. And we are into this setting where I mentioned a while ago of getting what's in it for me. If it's not a spiritual issue, there's nothing much in it for me unless the enemy has put in a negative into the spirit of the thing. So... What's in it for me is the big deal going on right now. You don't need everything out yonder that looks like it could be an asset. I've got stuff in my closet and in my garage that I just go down and visit every now and then. My wife says, when are you going to use that? Oh, I just got it down there in case. Oh, I know none of y'all have that way. But I do, because at the time, I thought it was something I would really use and take advantage of. Take advantage of the Holy Ghost. Take advantage of the name of Jesus as you pray. Take advantage of the realization that you can have an ongoing relationship with him every day that will sow seeds from his book into your life offering you a fat harvest of wisdom, of knowledge, of strength, of joy and righteousness and peace in the Holy Ghost. I wish somebody would praise him right now because it's available. The bank is open. The chief, offer, chief officer is in place. Hallelujah, Lord. We shout unto you with the voice of praise. We shout unto you with the voice of triumph. We shout unto you because you have all power in heaven and in earth. So following Jesus, hopefully some of that has helped to get to this last statement on this frame. Following Jesus is going to be and is the greatest advantage for the rest of today 
and the rest of the week and the rest of the month. Don't let limited money cause you to estrange yourself from the God of wealth. All of us have had days when we had to forego some of the things we would like to have. Glory fills our heart now. If you've got a lot of glory in your heart, why don't you shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He loves hearing that. Why don't you tell him that again? Oh, hallelujah to the lamb. Hallelujah to the lion. Hallelujah. Give praise is one of the quickest ways to get his presence of wisdom, of knowledge, of healing in your life. And those are the times when we feel most limited to do the praising. When you've been done wrong, praise the Lord for what you got left. And you'll get your restoration. The glory of the Lord will be revealed prior to the coming of the Lord. And the, in the coming of the Lord, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and of things in the earth. Our prayer life and hearing from God daily is going to take us into the next dimension of ecstasy and victory. If you're not experiencing the glory of the Lord every day, you have not remembered part of the word or you have failed to put it into practice. The key to either of those is getting the vault open, and that is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Any of those, if you've ever had a combination lock, all you got to do is go past the place or not go quite to the place, and you will never get that lock undone. And we have locked ourselves out of way too much because of being in a hurry and because we're so ticked off at somebody else and they couldn't give you joy, they can't give you heaven, they can't give you glory, they can't give you any of the things that God will give you or the Holy Ghost will give you. So it pays rich dividends if you want a happy life and a joyful life to forgive before you're asked. Look around if you would. And, and look across the congregation if see, any, see if there's anybody you want to forgive real quick. Because if you haven't forgiven them for not being at church and they finally came and you'd been trying to get them to come or if they did come to church and didn't shake your hand, forgive them right now and shake their hand, hug their necks, pray for them, and watch God grow your spirit into the most vast economy of spiritual enthusiasm and power and glory and victory. I'm here to tell somebody, no weapon formed against God can prosper. And if you've got God in your life, no weapon formed can stop you. I am preaching and teaching today great joy, great peace, great glory, great victory is available for whosoever will. Take every one of your
your prayers, put them on that altar. And I mean, all of your cares and put them on that altar as you pray, God, I'm turning so-and-so over to you. I'm turning this situation over to you. I'm going out of here without a bunch of chains on my, my, my heart, my mind, and my head, and my spirit. I'm walking out of here. I've been set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. I've been set free by the blood of the Lamb. I've been set free by the name of Jesus, in which at the name of Jesus, every knee, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. But greater than that is the devils tremble when they hear about the name of Jesus. He's already shaken their whole world. He's already devastated their plan to kill, kill, and destroy. I'm here to preach to somebody today. You came on the right day to the right place to get the right nourishment so that you can have righteousness and glory and peace in the power of the Holy Ghost. It's not about the name on the church. It's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that he's Lord and there's none beside him and there's not gonna be. Somebody praise him all over this house. He's God. Your next dimension of ecstasy and victory belongs to you opening the door. And the Bible said he inhabits the praise of his people. He said, I am the door and no man comes but by me. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess None other God but him. He manifest himself in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, and received up into glory. He's the only resurrected name that came through this earth in a body of sin and lived in, in negative fashion. He was rich but became poor, the Bible said, for our sake. So you could understand being poor didn't mean your spirit had to drop on the ground. Many trials, many afflictions will be the final test. I put those up there in case you want to look at them because if you know what's coming down the pike, you can be adjusted and ready to handle it. But if it surprises you that you got trouble tomorrow, there's a good chance you'll start cowering down. My God, I thought sure this would be a good day. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above the Father of light. Watch this now. In whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He never changes from being, being the Prince of Peace. He never changes from being the forgiveness for whosoever calleth on him. He never changes from a bloodline that has healing in it. The fact that you don't get it as quick as you want and, as, as, and how you like it, that doesn't erase the truth. You've got to understand this one thing. It's appointed unto man once to die. 
every one of you have already got a tag on you that you're going to die. I don't care if it's six minutes after they came out of the womb or six years or 60 years. There is an appointment with death. Now, if that is not true, the book is not valid. It is appointed is in that book. Everybody is going to die. You've very seldom listened to anybody that's 200 years old. Do you know any neighbors of yours that's been here 200 years? So expiration dates are available. And that's why people try to kill themselves thinking they're going to get out of it. Let me tell you something. Suicide is just a quick trip to what your reward is going to be. Don't jump out of the hands of the one that gave you your breath and try to sail through eternity without that covenant of the blood of Christ in you, the hope of glory, and etc. In your patience, you possess your soul. My mother was one of the greatest at exhibiting that. She had four daughters, and every one of them had two brothers. There was a six of us. That, my dad used to just really enjoy telling people that. And men, preachers would say, good night, Hewlett. I had no idea y'all had that many kids. He that endureth to the end shall be saved. Now, you, ha you have to study some of this stuff, or please feel free to ask me. But except a man be born again of the water and the spirit, you can't be saved. You are saved. The, book, the, the word saved has so many connotations or uh, realizations in, in the Bible. But saved in the generic sense of going to heaven, and you're not saved by... Uh, one little item. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from our sins, so we're saved from our history. That's when you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Your sins are cast away as far as the east is from the west, the Bible says. That's huge. Never to be remembered against you again. There ought to be shouting this afternoon and this this evening, as you praise God for the freedom that is in salvation, you have come too far to give up now. You have not run out of paths of greater victories and excitement. I wish somebody would say greater victories. You can't have a greater victory without a greater trial. Your mother and dad was the biggest battle you ever had when you was a year old. Man, you didn't know nothing about hating your twin. You just couldn't get them to get that bottle to you at the right time. They wouldn't change your diaper quick enough. And you'd scream at them and 
and, and the wife would tell the husband, go check on them. And the husband would say, you check on them. You're the one that birthed them. I'm trying to help make this as palatable as I can because, ladies and gentlemen, you are in for the ride of forever. You have no choice on a forever. You have a choice where you go forever, but you don't have a choice as to whether you're going to have a forever. That's why I preach. That's why I teach. It's because you are going to have a forever. Isaiah saw this years ago and believed it. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. I'm, I'm going to stop here a minute. I actually meant to stop before I went to this frame. But is there any questions that any of you would like to ask about where we've been so far? And please don't be embarrassed. I've covered a lot of ground, and I'm aware of that. Sort of like giving you corn, potatoes, green beans, spinach, and everything, and you put it all in the same stomach, and you don't know which one's doing what. You just hope it all gets in the bloodstream so the energy will be reconciled as each piece of whatever you ate is working. Is there any questions that you'd like to ask? And I know that's uncomfortable. So if you have a question and, and you want to write it down, the ushers will receive it, and, and we will try to uh, come back to it at a certain point because I believe that the book says my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge, not understanding. You don't understand how a kernel of corn turns into the bloodstream, but you don't quit eating corn. And I know you don't quit eating apple pie. I can just tell. And you couldn't tell anybody how that all works. But you want to be able to tell them everything about how the spiritual stuff works. You can tell them what jealousy is like, and you can tell them what hate is like. But you can't describe it completely. Because if you knew what all it finally works in your own body. The hate can create disorder in your nervous system and block thoughts that would otherwise entertain the joy of the Lord. So to what purpose is the multitude, he said, of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord. I am full. You, you ever knew God got that way? I am full. I, I know I, I've heard some people in our city say, I'm full of all your junk. He said, I'm full of the burnt offerings of, of rams and the fat of fed beast, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. And when you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? And, and, and you'd have to understand what he's doing. He's saying, you did that, and I did my thing, but you didn't ever give me the thanks. You didn't ever give me the honor. You didn't ever give me the praise. And thus, when you get to the New Testament, he said, praise him for your breath. Just, you don't have to have anything more than to praise him for your breath. And your new moons and your appointed feast, my soul hateth. 
They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. Now, I'm going to help you with that a little bit because people get more excited about Christmas coming than they do a prayer meeting many times. They get more excited about other Thanksgiving seasons and having a group of people there than they have a, than they have of getting a group of people to the house of God to feast on the eternal bread. Okay? And so he's not against you eating, and he's not against you having some good times. What you've got to understand is he said you have got it all backward. You're so caught up in this that you don't have time for the real forever life. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot preach it hard enough, long enough, or satisfying enough. I am trying to introduce you to the bread that will absolutely give your mind the highest level of put-together thoughts and the highest level of spiritual virtues that will eradicate the demons that are trying to rob you of joy, peace, righteousness, and holiness, and godliness, and all of the things that create a terra firma of spiritual wealth. God wants you to live in the glory of the Lord. So when ye spread forth your head, hands, I will what? I'll shut my eyes. Because here's what he says. He knows what he put in that book. The eyes of the Lord rove to and fro over the face of the whole earth. And here's what he's doing. He said, I am looking for a place to bless somebody that's got holy hands, clean heart, pure mind, and I will bless them in multiple ways. It will be so multiple, it will be joy unspeakable and full of glory. It will be so powerful that no demon, devil, or otherwise power can destroy your peace and your joy. I'm going to say this, and I don't have time to uh, vilify all of it, but let me, let me just say it like this. God didn't lose his peace when Adam and Eve fouled out of the garden. Okay? He was still the God of peace. And you've got to understand that you don't understand all of that because it don't make sense to leave a perfect paradise and have a loss of relation with a best past. Huge stuff. So the book of Acts is where we're coming to a conclusion here. I've tried to say it as carefully as I can and as openly as I can. I have given it to preachers across our world that have looked at me and said, you know what, I've never noticed that in this whole time I've been walking with the Lord. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, develop your faith. It turns your attention toward a Messiah that all four of those men wrote about. And then when you get through reading four men's account of the same birth, life, and exhibition of skill, 
you get to believe in he is really real. And that's what develops your faith. And so in those settings, he's dealing with the power of the spirit. And so I want us to get down to right past Acts 19, 1 through 7. Why would anyone not choose to follow the word Jesus through this world? It could not be more clear any chart except a man be born again of the water and the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. How hard is that? He said it four times in the book of action. Acts is the book of action. Repent. And be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 1 and 8 tells you what the Holy Ghost does. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come. Now let me, let me help you with this because you've all seen people that talked in tongues. And they didn't know how to drive their life. Okay? So... That's why you need the book of Romans through Jude is because it's the steering wheel. How many children have gotten a 396 super sports car or a pop-up pop pistons in their car or gotten a hearse shifter and all of that stuff that goes along with being raised and, and go out and gets wrecked and gets killed because they didn't know how to manage the power and the vehicle and et cetera. We are living in a world now where they're trying to take a shortcut with dope and get to peace that passes understanding and joy unspeakable. You cannot find peace with promiscuous sex, same-sex marriage, all of the above. God designed this for us to walk uprightly, issue evil, he said, and great peace will follow them that walk in kingdom principles and powers. Why would, no, why would any dad not want to exhibit to the children he produced in this world a life of joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost? Ladies and gentlemen, it ought to be our total vision to do whatever we've got to do to exhibit a light in a dark world where your kids are being overwhelmed with TV shows that produce all kind of adulterous situations of same-sex marriage and all of the junk that's going on, why would you introduce your children to that and not go to the altar with them every morning or every evening? My mother never would go to bed unless she just had to before because I, I got in late. But many times when I got in late, I would feel that little gentle hand on my shoulder and my little, I had a bed in the den because we had so many girls. I had four sisters and each of them had two brothers. Thought I told you that a while ago. Here's, my mother would lay her hand and I would hear her whisper. She would never wake me up. God, keep your hand on my boy. Keep him safe be with him tonight. Let the angels be with him in Jesus' name. You don't have to pray a long prayer. Just pray over your kids. 
over your wife, over your husband. Pray, pray, pray. Invite. God will never force his way into your house. He will never force his way into your heart. He said, if any man open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. And we will have joy and glory. Go ahead, Callan, and play and give us some hope. Yeah, there it is. Hope maketh not ashamed. Is there any questions before we close this part? Because I'm, I'm going to open the altar in case there's somebody here today that you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus. Perhaps you have never received the Holy Ghost. You never mind going over to the store where they got food and standing in line and waiting for the right food. Don't ever let the enemy talk you out of getting ready to get the Holy Ghost or get baptized in Jesus' name because somebody's watching you. We're going to eat and we are all going to try to walk with Jesus in every way fashionable. It's so great to see all of you. Could we stand? And would you ask the Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Now, please don't do it if you're not really meaning it. God, this upcoming week, give me a passion for a soul. Give me three or four names to call and encourage the people about life. All over this building, would you just go and join together to worship for about one minute? And then pray over any need that you have in your life. Here, my hope is found here on holy ground. Here I bow down. Here I bow down. Here, arms open wide. Here, you saved my life. If you've got any tears for lost loved ones, when Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. Nobody in that Bible was ever baptized except they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Righteous runneth into it and are safe. loved ones travail for a next minute or two. Don't get discouraged, just travail. Yeah. Hey.
just sing that a little further. I'd like for you to, the Bible says, the Bible says where two or three agree as to touching any one thing in my name with faith believing it shall be done of the Father. I'd like for you to find somebody to touch hands or shoulders. And as they sing that again, I want you to pray, God, give my brother, my sister, my wife, my husband, my friend, the power of the promise that they are asking for. In Jesus' name. Sing it again, would you? Don't forget the youth service tonight. Gonna be great. They need to know we adults care. of victory shout unto the Lord why don't you just do that about three times before we leave here today and don't forget the service tonight with the youth